Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about what goes into a quality infographic. So infographics, you know, if you look at KISS metrics, they have a great portfolio of infographics. They're great at driving links. They're great at driving social shares overall. Um, so the question is, what actually goes into a great infographic? So I, I guess I'll kick it off, you know. Well, when it comes to infographics, it's not just all about the imagery. It's you know, great design is certainly important. Having the right statistics and being correct of, of the things that you're citing is super important. There's oftentimes, you know, especially when marketers talk about something really working well, people start to duplicate it everywhere, and then the quality starts to go down. You don't want to cite the wrong statistics. That's when you're going to get called out, um, and that's when you can look really bad. So number one would be making sure that you have the right statistics and that you're citing them properly. Number two is make sure your topic is really good. Just creating visual content doesn't guarantee success. Take a complex data point or a complex story, make it easy to understand through a visual, and you'll do well. good example of this is how car engines work. What is a bounce rate, right? Or bounce rate explained. Like all those examples are ways you can make a really cool infographic with something that most people don't know. For example, you want to talk about car motors? Sure, everyone's like, oh yeah, you have oil and like pistons and stuff. Yeah, well, what's this stuff? How does it work? Show in the infographic animated how fuel's going through the motor, injected into the pistons, etc. right? If you can show complex data sets in a really easy to understand visual format, example, an infographic, you'll do well. Number three is to keep it concise. Don't try to overdo it, you know, with all the bells and whistles. You know, say what you need to say. Uh, infographics designed to be very digestible and very quick. Um, so whatever you can do to keep it digestible, go ahead and do that. Number four, has to flow really well. If you can't create a really good story, it won't do well. For example, if you're doing an infographic on how colors affect purchases, point number one may be the meaning of colors. Point number two may be how men perceive colors versus women perceive colors. Point number three would be on uh, which of those colors affect purchases, right? Point number four is the type of colors you should use depending on the price points of the products you're trying to sell. Those are all examples. And when you create a story, make sure you have roughly six points. Those are all examples of points, right? So you can see how in-depth they could be. And when you do six points, it creates a good-sized infographic, something that's not too long, yet it's still in-depth and thorough, and it should do quite well. Number five, and we're going pretty quickly on this one, surprisingly, but when it comes to infographics, it seems like very duh, but you have to have great design. So I'm going to give you something more practical where you can actually do something with this advice. If you go to Dribble, that's D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E.com, you can go to Behance, you can look at these infographic designers, you can also go to visual.ly and look for great infographic designers too. If anything, if you don't know how to do this stuff, go there and look for great inspiration first, then start to piece together what makes sense for your brand, and then go back to the drawing board and then take it to a designer. 
Next point is with your infographics, you want to make sure the colors aren't too crazy. This sounds really simple, but this is where a lot of people screw up. If your infographics are too crazy in color and they don't look great, no one's going to embed them on their site. If people don't embed them on their site, what does that mean? You're not going to get that many backlinks from your infographic. So make sure your colors aren't too crazy. They're simplistic. Use a lot of whites. Don't use too many crazy colors. Make sure the text is eligible or legible. You're not using too much text, more so uh, visuals versus sentences. And then you're putting an embed code generator at the bottom of the infographic so people can embed it on their site. If you use WordPress, the plugin is called WP Embed Code Generator. Next one is the title. And this is another duh statement, right? Design, yeah. Okay, and now we're talking about the title. So you have to make sure that you have a right, the right headline. And we, we talk about headlines a ton on this podcast. Um, again, if you forgot, uh, go to Copy Blogger, How to Write Magnetic Headlines. They have a lot of great resources around creating great headlines. Again, same type of deal here, right? You're pasting the infographic to a blog. It's basically a blog post, so you have to have the right title, and that's going to be the first order of business for you. Last but not least, an infographic is all visual. It's hard to rank really well with the infographic, even if you have a ton of backlinks. So make sure you add some text to the page. Usually when I post on infographics, I'll add a paragraph above the infographic, then the infographic, and then I'll wrap it up with a conclusion that's text-based, right? So text above the image, image, the image being the infographic, last part being text or another big block of text, if not a few paragraphs to summarize it. If you do that, you should get way more uh, search traffic, especially if people are linking to you. And make sure that image that you're putting on the page works in full size so that way people can zoom in and see everything because it's really hard if your blog width isn't too big. And make sure it works on a mobile device. That's really important because if the image is too big in size, we found that it doesn't load on all mobile devices. And be creative too. I mean, when you spend all the resources, you spend, let's say, a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars on the infographic, how can you repurpose it? How can you put it onto SlideShare? How can you slice it up a little bit, right? So think about that because you want to maximize, again, the, the effort that you're putting into any piece of, of content. And it's not just infographics nowadays. You know, Neil's done things like GIFographics that move around, client booths that starts with a K. Uh, they have a really good example of a PPC kind of uh, infographic and it moves around. It looks really interactive. I think it definitely stands out. So with that being said, that's it for today's episode of Marketing School. What I want to do is also give a shout out to Scott Orth from When the Beats Drops because he gives us great topic ideas. So if you guys give us great topic ideas, we'll give you a shout out every now and then. So see you tomorrow in Marketing School. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.